Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Recovery is Effin' Awesome. My name is Robo. Glad you are here today. All right, today we're going to talk about step two. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Okay, um, <laughs> where do we start, right? Uh, was I insane when I was drinking? Um, I don't know if I would be classified mentally uh, unstable, right, or insane, but the definition of insanity is, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, right? Um, saneness of mind I did not have because I kept pouring alcohol in my body, kept making those, you know, really rational decisions uh, that we all make. And, you know, so so by definition, I guess, um, I was insane, right? My, my thinking was, was uh, not of soundness of mind, right? So in the book, there is a, there is a whole uh, chapter about we agnostics, you know, because there's a lot of people like myself who come into the program who grew up in a, you know, have a religious background, whether it's, you know, you go to church every Sunday, you go to church every Wednesday, and Sunday, you know, to do the Sunday school thing, you know, and, and so, you know, kind of getting a little bit into step three, right? When it starts talking about God. Well, when I came in, it came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Well, what does that mean? So there's a power greater than me. When I was drinking, I was it, right? I was, I was the end all be all in my mind. You know, if, if I can't control it and I can't manipulate it, then you know, I really don't need it. But the, the issue became, you know, there has to be something greater than me to help restore me to sanity. Right? And it says in the 12 and 12, the moment they read step two, most AA newcomers, which is me, uh, are confronted with a dilemma, sometimes a serious one. How often have we heard them cry out, look what you people have done to us. You have convinced us that we are alcoholics and our lives are unmanageable. Having reduced us to a state of absolute helplessness, you now declare that none but a higher power can remove our obsession. Some of us won't believe in God, others can't, and still others who do believe that God exists have no faith whatever. He will perform this miracle. Right? So, I don't know what was harder or what would be harder coming in this program where you have no faith ever. Or having faith, lost the faith, and now we gotta, you know, do our best to get it back. You know, I, I, I was one of those, right? It's like I don't understand how, um, you know, or why God would want me now, right? Because I, I felt like I let Him down, and you know, it, it's just, it was a personal thing, you know. And today, um, thank goodness, I, I don't feel that way. You know, it continues. Let's look at the first case of the one who says he won't believe. The belligerent man. He's in a state of mind which can only be described as savage. His whole philosophy of life in which he is so gloried is threatened. It's bad enough, he thinks, to admit alcohol has him down for keeps. But now, still smarting from that admission, he is faced with something really impossible. How does he cherish the thought that man, risen so majestically from a single cell, and the primordial O's 
is the spearhead of evolution and therefore the only God that his universe knows. Must he renounce all of this to save himself? At this juncture, his A sponsor usually laughs, as mine did. The newcomer thinks is just about the last straw. That is the beginning of the end. And so it is. The beginning of the end of his old life and the beginning of his emergence into a new one. His sponsor probably says, take it easy. The hoop you have to jump through is a lot wider than you think. At least I've found it so. So did a friend of mine who was a one-time vice president of the American Atheist Society, but he got through with room to spare. You know, I have a friend who's who's an atheist, right? And, and he's been as you know sober, you know, as long as I have. And uh, you know, and and, and I, I'm kind of you know we've had conversation. I'm kind of glad that um, you know there's no. It's not a religious program. It's a spiritual program, right? And it's we are we are welcoming to all you know whatever the religious belief you know i have friends who are christian i have friends who are jewish i have friends who are muslim i have friends who are agnostic i have friends who are atheists right but but we're all sober and you know we're all living this program and and we're all grateful for it uh you know so so just because you have this idea of god and this this religious or spiritual background you know doesn't mean you can't stay sober Right. It, it says God is you understand him. So have your own conception of God. You know, whatever higher power is going to help you solve all your problems. Use that. Use that one or use mine until you can find one of your own. You know, it's it's this isn't this isn't hard. Right. Don't let that that one religious um, prejudice or that one religious uh, hiccup as I had to stop you from getting sober. You know, I worked through it because my desire to, to stay sober was stronger than my desire to get drunk. I didn't care if you told me to pray to the, you know, pig God of Venus, I, I would have done that if it would get me out of the pain that I was in. And, you know, so, it, and that's a really crude example. Uh, but, you know, that, that's, that's my desire to stay sober, you know, and, because I had to stay sober for myself. You know, if my parents wanted me to get sober, hell, I would have been sober, you know, when I was 18 years old. If my wife wanted me to get sober, if she could have willed that, I would have been sober a long time before May 7th, 2010, I promise you. Uh, you know, in, in, in our hymnal on page 45, it says, lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live. It had to be a power greater than ourselves. Obviously, but where and how were we to find this power? You know, I love that. You know, we had to find a power which we could, by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves. You know, my God complex, you know, brought me to the brink of suicide. And uh, my buddy Jake says, you know, he had to put his God suit in the closet because it doesn't fit anymore. And that is a perfect analogy for me. You know, I don't have to play God. I don't know everything. I don't have to control everything. You know, I just I just kind of roll through life and 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 I pay attention. Um, I have this voice in my head, you know, not the bad voice, but the good voice, right? It's the the conscience or the uh, the uh, God voice or whatever you want to call it, right? And you know, it kind of tells me, you know, which direction you know I should go, and and I pay attention to that today because it's it leads me into a positive direction instead of a negative one. 
You know, and the hymnal goes on to say, well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object, talking about the book, is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. So the whole point that these guys in the 30s wrote this book, its main object, not the secondary, not the fifth, not the 122nd, the main object of this book is to enable me to find a power greater than myself which will solve my problem. And who am I to think that if God as I understand him could remove the desire to drink from me, the one thing that was controlling my life, the one thing that was ruining my life, if he could remove that, what else can he do? Can he get rid of jealousy? Can he get rid of envy? Can he get rid of depression? Can he get rid of of sadness, of rage, of wrath, of negative thoughts, of just this, that darkness, that, that dark abyss, that, that place that I was living in where everything was negative, everything was wrong. People suck. Okay, people still suck, but not as bad, right? Because if, if he could remove the obsession to drink and to put mind-altering chemicals in my body, oh man, imagine what he could do with the rest of it. You know, and that kind of goes on to step three, but we'll, we'll stay in step two. That means, back to the hymnal, right? The main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. That means we have written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. And it means, of course, that we're going to talk about God. Here, difficulty arises with agnostics. Many times we talk to a new man and watch his hope arise when we discuss his alcoholic problem and explain our fellowship. But his faith falls when we speak of spiritual matters, especially when we mention God. For we reopened a subject which our man thought he had nearly neatly evaded or entirely ignored. We have shared his honest doubt and prejudice. Some of us have been violently anti-religious. To others, the word God brought up a particular idea of him with which someone had tried to impress on them during childhood. Perhaps we rejected this particular conception because it seemed inadequate. With the rejection, we imagined... We had abandoned the God idea entirely. We were bothered with the thought that faith and dependence upon a power beyond ourselves was somewhat weak, even cowardly. We looked upon the world of warring individuals, warring theological systems, an inexplicable calamity with deep skepticism. We looked askance at many individuals who claimed to be godly. How could a supreme being have anything to do with it at all? And who could comprehend a supreme being anyhow? Yet, in other moments, we found ourselves thinking, when enchanted by a starlit night, who then made all this? There was a feeling of awe and wonder, but it was fleeting and soon lost. You know, when I first came in, I was uh, fervently anti-organized religion, right? That wasn't, that wasn't for me. That was cool for my wife. That was cool for my parents and my sister and, and, and some friends. That was cool for you guys. It ain't working for me. 
you know, I tried it. You know, I lived it. I grew up in the in the church. You know, I was an acolyte. I, I did all that 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 stuff. Uh, and then something happened, and, and and so my thought process was, why if there is a God and He supposedly loved me, why is it that He would allow someone to do that to me? And so that's kind of when my mind flipped. And then, you know, I got into to alcohol, and it was kind of like I just, I really didn't think about it anymore. You know, yeah, I did the foxhole prayers, right? But as we all do, you know, but it wasn't constantly on my mind, right? Because I was running stuff. You know, I was so dang smart and uh, that I could control everything. Um, but as we all know, I wasn't controlling shit. Um, I was I was driving the car right, right into the ditch uh, several times. Um you know, and, and today I don't drive. I'm, I am a, a, a wonderfully comfortable passenger in the, in, the, in the car of life. You know, I don't have to control everything. I don't have to run anything. Um, you know, and I'm not so much anti-religion as I, I, I do. I go to church. No, I do not. Um, it's not for me. You know, and, and you know, this, this program has taught me this is not, and thank goodness, this is not a religious program. This is a spiritual program, and this is something I can deal with. This is something I can I can latch on to. You know, I have a a concept of God today, which which is is different than most. Um, but you know what? It works for me. You know, because I believe everything that says in that hymnal. Right? Nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Page four forty nine of the second edition. You know, it's or I think the th- oh, I'm sorry four forty nine of the third edition. You know, and I truly believe that uh, if I'm I am open minded, open minded enough to pray to this thing, I, I don't really know. I don't really understand, but I believe that he has my best interest at heart. And, and I meditate to where I can listen to the response. And then I go and, and like Mike B says, just do the next right thing. You know, in some cases for me, I kind of add to that. And sometimes I just have to do the next thing right. Um, but it's it's worked since May 7th, 2010. It's worked so far today. And, and I got a pretty good shot. It's If I do the same thing this morning, tomorrow morning that I did this morning, it'll probably work tomorrow too. So that's my thoughts on step two. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Uh, for me, sanity today is saneness of mind. And I... I would probably say 98% of the time I do have saneness of mind because the, you know, the old me pops up in my head every once in a while, but he is, he is quickly banished back to the uh, unconscious realm. And, uh, you know, do I believe in a higher power today? You bet your sweet ass I do. Do I believe that, that he can solve all my issues, not just alcohol, but everything else? You bet I do. And the reason I say that is because I have experience that he has. I have experience that tells me and shows me that if I just step aside and, and kind of let things go as they, as they may, um, good things happen. Th- things happen to my benefit um, and to people that I, I love and care about's benefit. And it's a, it's a good thing. Um, am I a spiritual giant? Absolutely not. Uh, but I am more spiritual today than I have been 
probably in my entire 51 years walking around this rock. And, and for that, I am grateful. I am grateful that, that I have friends like Jake who, you know, who, who help me with that, um, who keep me motivated, who keep me living in gratitude, who uh, keep me pointed in that positive direction, uh, whether it's a phone call, whether I get to see him or whether it's just a text in the morning. You know, and, and, and Jake, I know you're listening. I love you for that. Um, and I appreciate you guys listening, taking the time out of your busy day, whatever you're doing. Uh, it, it means the world to me. And I appreciate that. In the next episode, we will talk about step three. But until then, y'all have a great day. Stay sober. And remember, recovery is effing awesome.